I just, first of all, want to point out that I believe, it's my opinion, that all communications should be returned within 24 hours. Hey there, welcome to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. Do you know that the number one regret for most couples after their wedding is usually their photographs? Tammy will share all the knowledge and expertise she has gained over the years to help you get the very best wedding images from your photographer. The conversations on this podcast are going to help you understand how almost every decision you make for your wedding day directly affects your photographer. Tammy is going to give you the knowledge and awareness you need to create a nearly perfect position for your photographer to be in on your wedding day. And that means better images for you to remember your special milestone. Tammy Blaylock is an internationally awarded, nationally featured wedding photographer and published author. Since 2010, she has excelled in helping each of her couples capture beautiful, emotive images from their big day. Tammy wants your wedding day to be as perfect as you do. So tune in and listen up, because this episode's about to begin. Hello. My name is Tammy, and I am the host of the Complete Guide to Wedding Photography for Couples Getting Married podcast. Welcome. I am so happy that you are here. Hey, did you know that there are literally hundreds of ways that photographers learn how to shoot your weddings? We learn from YouTube from friends who are in the business, by second shooting for other lead photographers, um, sometimes just by jumping into the fire pit and shooting free weddings. We hire mentors, we join masterminds, we attend conferences and conventions, we listen to podcasts, we read blogs, Um, we again, register and attend master level in-person workshops and even beginner level workshops. But who is teaching couples how to set their photographer up for success? So many times I have shown up to shoot a wedding for my couples And they have inadvertently, unknowingly, naively placed obstacles and challenges in front of me that had I done a better job before the wedding day educating them about how they could set me up for success, it would have made my job easier on their wedding day, but also it would allowed for more time to create better images for these couples. And it would allowed me to dedicate more of my brain power into creating those better, more epic images for my couples, as opposed to solving problems. So that's really what this podcast is about. Learning how to set your photographer up for success on your wedding day and everything leading up to that. So I hope you enjoy. Um, Real quickly, I have a brand new granddaughter. Today, she is just two days shy of being an entire one month old. I 
got to witness her birth, and I also got to document her birth. Um, I am not a birth photographer by any stretch of the imagination, but I did get to photograph her birth and enjoyed doing that. I didn't get this chance with my grandson, who was now a little over two and a half years old because he was born during COVID. So I am just really grateful that I got the chance to watch my granddaughter being born. It was really special and emotional. A few weeks ago, um, at the end of January, I attended the Antonian Award Ceremony in San Antonio. And I had been nominated for three Antonian Awards, Best Micro Wedding or Elopement, Best Photography, and Best Team Event over $75,000. And I just want to report that I won all three of those awards. Uh, The next step is entering in the Texas Star Awards, and then after that in the International ILEA Esprit Awards. Um, So wish me luck. I don't know what I will enter or be nominated for, which categories, but um, those are the chronological order of award steps, if you will, for ILEA. And then lastly, I just want to mention that I also compete in the Cosmos International Awards, And last night, I learned that, well, first of all, I had five images that were qualified to compete in the end of the year print finale for the Cosmos. And last night, I learned that I placed second and third place in the wedding photojournalism category. So I'm really excited um, about that to get the prints back. I haven't seen the prints back because I, I shipped them straight from the printer to the competition. So I'm really excited to get them back and see what the print scored and see who won the category because I don't know that yet either. All right, so let's get on with today's episode. When vendors don't call back. So this has come up a few times with my own couples trying to get either an engagement session scheduled or a bridal session scheduled, either a location that they're trying to use, sometimes even their own venue that they've already booked their wedding date for, or maybe a hair and makeup artist will not return their calls so that they can get this confirmed and scheduled and on the books and make it happen. So before we get into the meat and bones of the podcast, I just first of all want to point out that I believe, it's my opinion, that all communications should be returned within 24 hours. And the only exceptions to this rule is that the person you are trying to communicate with is out of town either on a job or personal vacation, or has had some type of personal emergency. However, in that case, they should have an an autoresponder, some type of autoresponder, be it um, either on their direct voicemail or email that notifies you that they will not be able to return your communication within 
whatever window that they're expecting, you know, be it a week or two weeks or a month or whatever, whatever particular scenario that they're looking at to be honest with you about how soon they will be able to get back with you. But anything longer than 24 hours with no autoresponder indicating when you'll hear back from this potential vendor, you are being handed like with a white glove, you are being handed a preview of what it will be like to work with this vendor. And also real quickly, I just want to also point out that sites like Zola charge the vendors credits to reply to inquiries. So It might be easy for couples to do all of their wedding planning and shopping on similar sites like these, but not all vendors invest with sites like these because they don't agree in the business or marketing practices of these large sites. In a nutshell, for example, a photographer's profile page on those wedding planning sites might outrank his or his or her own website when someone Googles their business. And not everyone agrees with that. So this is probably the topic for another episode. But the bottom line here is that if you find a vendor you love on a site like Zola, The Knot, or WeddingWire, it's always best to contact that vendor through their own website, um, the site that they actually own. Just Google them. And if they don't have an actual website of their own, that is actually a small red flag for you. If you want to know more red flags, tune in to episode number 18, where I discuss how to properly vet your vendors. Next tip is don't only rely on email, text, or direct messages. These can go to junk mail, they can go to spam, you could be texting an untextable phone number, or a DM that the vendor never checks or maybe doesn't even receive notifications for. The most reliable form of communication is filling out a contact form on a website or picking up the phone to call. Those are the best two methods of communicating with a potential vendor. And here are some signs that a vendor has bad communication skills or bad business practices. So before you hire them, do they seem disinterested or have unclear communication? Are there extremely long reply times, like in excess of 48 hours, or do they not reply at all? After you've hired them, um, do they miss agreed deadlines with no warning? Is there the inability to give correct estimates of when deliverables will be completed? The work isn't up to the agreed standard. There's a constant need for revisions and or returns. Or there is a lack of follow-up support. Hey, really quick, guys. If you're loving the tips I'm sharing on this 
this podcast, please share a screenshot to your Instagram story and tag either Complete Wedding Ed or Add a Girl Photo. And just a really quick reminder that my book is available on Amazon and it's Prime eligible. What to do if you're being ghosted? I would escalate the issue in a timely manner. For instance, add a line in your message, either written or verbal, if you're leaving a voicemail. Something like, if I don't receive a response by such and such date, or within a number of days, I'm contacting my next vendor of choice. Or if you've already hired them, I'm seeking legal advice. When you hire your vendors, you should get everything in writing. The best way to clear up most problems when managing your vendor relationships is to get as much as possible in writing from the very beginning, before the business relationship really even begins. Simply request that for management or administrative reasons, you need to establish the limits and expectations of your cooperation together and ask them for their input and then sign off. Actually, that should be them asking you, but whatever. If everything is in writing, there's no second guessing or trying to remember what someone said or trying to interpret what someone meant. Just get it in writing. And how many chances should someone get? Well, how many unreturned communications or missed deadlines before you should start getting irate? The answer to this question comes down to personal style, of course. But the old adage is true, and it's a good one to follow for vendor relationships. Once is never, twice is always. So don't let things get out of hand and poor performance become the norm. Recognize an issue when it occurs a second time and escalate your language and or actions at each subsequent occurrence. Evaluate if their service is actually the one you want. When a vendor relationship takes a turn for the worst and there is frustration and bitterness from both parties, it can be a good time to reevaluate why you actually need them. And if you haven't yet hired the vendor, seriously consider if this is the kind of experience you are willing to pay for just for service from this particular person or business. If you have already hired them, and you do not want to continue with this sort of experience, explore your options for backing out. If there was a written contract, maybe there's a clause you can enforce for non-fulfillment. And with that, I say, don't be afraid to back out. Though not exactly a strategy for managing your vendor relationships, getting out of the situation is an option that always has to be on the table. At the end of the day, you are the client. And while that doesn't mean you should be unreasonable with vendors, it also means you shouldn't be pushed around and be at the whim of their decisions or lack of communication. 
If your current vendor can't supply what you require, then you need to find one who can. And that's it, guys. The only way this podcast grows is if you share it. I don't have any big businesses backing me, and I don't have any advertising dollars going into growing this podcast. So I need your grassroots help. It's only going to grow if listeners like you help me by sharing on your Instagram stories. I know that I have listeners from all over the world, but I would love to know who you are. I'd love for you to share a screenshot of wherever you're listening to your Instagram stories and tag either Complete Wedding Ed or Add a Girl photo. All the links to all those things can be found in the show notes. If you want to know more about the book, the podcast, or my wedding photography, just log on to completeweddinged.com or addagirlphoto.com. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you have a breathtaking day. I will catch you next time. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time and we hope that you learned something to make your wedding photographs better and your wedding day less stressful. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so others just like you can set their wedding photographer up for success. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you again during the next episode.